Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. In 30 minutes, Jeremy Fowler to expand upon the news that he had this morning on the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, as well as your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and Jeremy Fowler this morning on Get Up laid out exactly what the Green Bay Packers are working on for Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers have made a significant offer to Aaron Rodgers to keep him long term. That could be like a three to four year deal to potentially spread out the cap hit. Now the Packers are all in on doing this. There's some other teams that are lurking that have inquired. Denver Broncos are one. No firm decision from Rodgers. Packers still have no desire to trade Rodgers. In fact, I talked to a source who said that Rodgers might even need to retire if he wants to be traded because of all that the Packers are going to want. They would probably Probably want not only premium picks, but potentially some young, good players on rookie contracts that would cripple the team acquiring Rodgers. This is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Amber, look, the Packers are finally letting it be known here to Aaron Rodgers by kind of getting this out there that we are more than willing to do whatever you need, but we are not going to give up easily on trying to keep you here just in case you decide that you want to get traded. We're not going to make it that easy on you. And I I like for the first time that the Packers are showing a little bit more of a backbone here just to let Rodgers know it's not all 100% no matter what going to be on your terms. Yeah, it feels like there is frustration coming from the Pack. Like if you read between the lines of Jeremy Fowler's report and the fact that this report is even out there, and I don't know how long Aaron Rodgers has had this deal on his table, presumably for a while, the Packers have probably already made this hefty deal to Aaron Rodgers, and he's taking his sweet time deciding whether he wants to take it or not, or deciding whether he wants to try to force them to trade him. And this feels like frustration, if you read between the lines here, coming from the Packers, because we're all frustrated with how long it is taking Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. And particularly if you're in the Packers, because the Packers are well over the cap. They have a a huge cap issue that they're still trying to work out, that they've already been trying to work out the last few weeks of this offseason. Now they're right up against the deadline here to tag Devontae Adams, which we know they pretty much are going to have to do at this point, unless Aaron Rodgers was coming back and they were able to restructure a deal with him, restructure a deal with Adams and get both of those guys locked in long term. But they would have needed to do that well before the tag deadline or at least be able to have those conversations and at least feel confident that Aaron Rodgers is coming at back. So then maybe they wouldn't have had to tag Adams. I mean, it's possible they would have made the decision to tag Adams either way. You're going to tag Adams because you have to with your cap situation. You're not going to let him walk in free agency. But Chris, we're, you know, nine days away from free agency at this point. Officially, Aaron Rodgers is harming everybody, including the Green Bay Packers at this point by dragging his feet and not having a decision in place. And I 
I feel like the way that you feel, you're reading this the same way that I am, that not only are the Packers frustrated, but they're also letting their fans know we've done everything. This is this is the kind of deal that resets the market. So it's something like probably what Diana Rossini was reporting Aaron Rodgers wants, something like the $50 million mark, right? Because we heard from her that he wants to bid the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He pushed back on that report, and now here we are, and he just so happens to yeah. maybe be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, which I did have a little by chuckle a lot. at that. <laughs> right, by a lot, which I had a little chuckle at that where where our own Diana Rossini has this report. He wants to be the highest paid by a lot, and then he comes out with through Pat McAfee saying, oh, no, 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 I, that's not true, and it's just going to so happen that he's going to be the highest paid by a lot, right? Because that's 100% where this is headed, and, and that's fine. He's a back-to-back, you know, four-time MVP, just won it again. He's still at the height of his prime. That's fine, but let's make that decision now, Aaron, because we're all tired of it, and I, including Green Bay at this point. And, and what bothers you is what he said 41 days ago. And that was on the Pat McAfee show. I feel like I'm at I'm at the place relationally with the Packers, you know, in a really good place, especially with uh, with Brian and the way our friendship and, and trust has has grown. Where the, it would be a simple conversation, and whatever comes out of that conversation is moving forward. There's not going to be any weird, you know, standoff, uh, you know, war of silence or anything. It's you know, Brian and I. I've had good conversations throughout the year, and and when it, you know when it comes time to make a decision, we'll have a we'll have a conversation, and, and that'll be that. It won't be it won't be a long drawn out process, and I think that's what's best for me, for him, for the organization, and for all the other decisions that need to be made. It won't be a long drawn out process, and that was forty one days ago. That was January twenty fifth, and here we are on what March seventh. Come on, at some point here. Just make it easier for everybody and don't just suck every little possible bit and drop of attention that you can out of this because this is what you are doing. And look, we're guilty too. We're the ones who are sitting here and talking about it because he is the player that he is. It's unfair to an organization what he's doing. He's being selfish 100%. Not everybody agrees. This was Dan Orlowski this morning, Amber, on Get Up. It's not Aaron Rodgers' job to have multiple plans set in place organizationally for what his multiple options may be. That is their general manager, Brian Gutekind's job. Aaron Rodgers' job is to sit there, or at least responsibility, is to sit there and have communication with his organization to say, when is the deadline that you need to know my decision by? And then it's the organization's job and responsibility to sit there and say, okay, if Aaron Rodgers comes to us and says that he wants to come back and play for the Green Bay Packers, how do we make that happen, not only for the individual, but then also to have a team that is championship caliber? It's their job to plan that out. Or if he comes to us and says, hey, I'm going to play this year, guys. I'm just not going to play in Green Bay. Then it is their job to figure out how to handle and execute a necessary plan to make that happen. Or if he says, I'm done playing. It's not Aaron Rodgers' responsibility. That's not him being selfish. Amber, do you think at any point the Packers said we need to know by X this is the drop dead date for us and it's not March 16th it's not the actual start of the league year no I I actually 
don't think that they have given him a hard and fast deadline yet, but I do think that they have been, I'm sure, a strongly encouraging his people for an answer. We heard Matt LaFleur say that he's giving him in space. Well, all that means is fine. Like your coach isn't texting you every two minutes. That doesn't mean that the front office ain't calling his agent every single day and trying to apply the pressure there because that's exactly what you do in this situation. You would apply the pressure to Aaron through his people. And Dan Orlovsky is saying that it's not Aaron Rodgers' job to formulate these traits. Well, that's true, except for it's his job to get his job done so that they can do their jobs because nobody can do their jobs until Aaron Rodgers does his job, which is making a decision on what he wants to do for his future. So in that sense, it is a selfish move because nobody can do their jobs until Aaron does his. Look, at this juncture, when you listen to Rodgers say all the things that he has and how nice he's been to the Packers and how it won't be any kind of weird situation and a war of silence with Brian Gutekunst and stuff. To me, what he is saying is, last year I was a bit of a jerk and I didn't get what I wanted. This year I'm going to be as nice as possible and hopefully I will get what I want. And when I tell Brian that I want to get traded, he's going to say, okay, let's work on it. But... That's not what the Packers are saying through this report with Jeremy Fowler this morning. We have Jeremy coming up 20 minutes from now at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time to expand on this and also to let us know like what makes the package so crippling for another team to try to trade for Aaron Rodgers. This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Did you know that you can listen to Greeny commercial free? That's right. You can listen to all your favorite ESPN radio shows and more without the ads on TuneIn, the best audio app for sports fans. Just download the TuneIn app to get started. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny. Presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection just got easier with more than 30 coverage options available. Progressive has you covered. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Yesterday, something happened in the NBA that has not happened in a generation. We will tell you what that was next on Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Dante, over to Jokic from the nail. 
Game winner! Denver's going to come all the way from behind and beat the Pelicans in overtime. Nuggets lead it by six with 27.8 to go. 46 for Jokic last night. That was on Altitude Sports Network out of Denver. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And Amber, it's not the 46. How about Jokic with 30? 30 of his 46 in the fourth quarter and overtime. It is the first time that any player has scored 30 in fourth quarter and overtime since Kobe Bryant in 2007. 15 years ago, he had 33 against Portland. And it was almost 15 years ago to the day. It was March 16th. But, boy, I mean, what an absolutely amazing night it was for Jokic. A triple-double on 70% shooting as well. I mean, it's off the charts with 12 rebounds and 11 assists making another Huge case for MVP. Yeah, 46 triple-double in and of itself. And and he also joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only other player in NBA history with a 45-point triple-double on 70% or better shooting. Jokic is unbelievable. He's having an incredible season. I know Embiid right now is leading him in terms of the odds to win the MVP, but Jokic is still there within striking distance. And I think really the difference between those two right now is just Embiid's on the better team with the better record. Uh, but the Nuggets are nothing to sleep on either and and I think that they could make a little noise here in the West as we head into the playoffs so Jokic is having an incredible incredible season it, it does feel like to me the MVP is kind of becoming a two-horse race between those guys I'm starting to believe more and more in the Celtics in the East they got knocked off the Nets yesterday 54 from Jason Tatum and the Celtics are really starting to round into looking like a team that could make some real noise in the Eastern Conference I mean there are if we, if we want to look at this and, and be honest about it, there are four teams in the East right now that I think could go to the NBA Finals. Between the Sixers, the Heat, the Bucks, and the Celtics. I'm not ready to throw the Bulls into that yet, um, despite the, the mid-range messiah that is Tamar DeRozan. But I, I still, I think we've got four teams right there that can legitimately push to get to the NBA Finals. I'm with you. A few weeks ago, I was having a hard time buying into the C's. Uh, Jason Tatum, obviously, I've never had a hard time buying into. Uh, he's an incredible player. But it just feels like, to your point, that they're getting going here right at the right time, right? Where I mean, they've been good all season, fine. They've been in the picture all season. But now it feels like things are really heating up for the Celtics. And so I would put them in that mix as well. Uh, uh, poor Bulls, but I have a hard time buying in in terms of a real contender for the postseason. The Cavs as well, as great as they've been all regular season long. So it does feel like Heat, Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks. I think the Bucks being the team in that conversation, along with the Heat, frankly, that are that are often overlooked. It's just funny because the Bucks, of course, are the defending champs. But the Sixers steal so many headlines. I just don't know really how good ultimately the Sixers are going to be here in this postseason. I do think the Celtics could have something to say about it, to you know, your point. It, it, what else is amazing, too? Think about Tatum for a second and where he was taken. The Sixers traded up to the number one pick that year, and they took Markel Fultz, mm-hmm. and Tatum went to the Celtics at three. Can you imagine if the Sixers had taken Jason Tatum? Yep. What they would look like right now. On, I mean, and, and I'm not saying that they definitively would have ended up with Harden, but geez, I mean... 
That was just a massive opportunity missed. Speaking of Tatum and the fact that he went to Duke, Coach K over the weekend, his final game at Cameron Indoor, and he gets knocked off by Carolina. I thought it was funny to a degree that the first thing he does is go up and say, this isn't part of the program. Uh, what just happened was unacceptable to the fans, which, you know, I mean, that, that's Coach K in a nutshell, right? But getting knocked, there's a lot, a lot of pressure on you to win a game when people spend eighty thousand dollars to watch you coach your last game at Cameron. And like eighty thousand dollars, way to go out as a loser. Those people get a refund. I mean, I'm not a Duke hater. I know a lot of people on social media were were loving this, taking victory laps because people love to hate on Duke and 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 they loved that North Carolina. Of course, I mean, they weren't going to lay down, even though it was Coach K's night. And and credit to them for not being overwhelmed by that environment because it was like a Super Bowl like environment, according to Jay Will and everybody that was there. Uh, and and for him to have 96 former players back in, I mean, it's just an unbelievable turnout. A huge testament to a 42 year long career there as the head coach of Duke, but uh, I, I'm not a Duke hater, so I would have preferred, See, frankly, if Duke had won that game, uh, you know, it would have been a bit more poetic. I don't really care either way. I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I did think it was impressive, though, that North Carolina was not overwhelmed by the environment. I'm not a Duke hater, but this says something about me. It's not that I have never liked Coach K. I've always liked Coach K. I've never had an issue with him, yet somehow on a night like that, when it's supposed to be such a special night, and there are people that spend $80,000 on tickets. 80000 I want to see him get run out of the gym. <laughs> like, maybe that just speaks more to me and my schadenfreude, and I may rename it to Carlinfreude, the way I wish something bad to happen to somebody else. But I don't know what it is, but the, the, the large amount of pain knowing what that would cause among a particular fan base, for some reason, I just enjoy that. I don't know. I mean, you had to know when you spent eighty thousand dollars on a ticket. There's a possibility well, they're going to lose that game, right? I mean, that, I mean, that's on you. If you're well, spending listen, eighty let, grand on a ticket, 80, first of all, spend, if you're you, spending eighty grand on a ticket, eighty grand's like you know eight dollars yeah. to me. You didn't. You. Feel I hope. It. Yeah, I hope. you didn't feel it. Absolutely not. If you saved up all of your allowance to spend eighty grand to go to that game, I think that's probably on you. And then lastly, Jordan Davis of Georgia runs the forty. At 341 pounds, at a 476, do I have that right, Nuno? Is that a 476 or a 478, I believe? Unbelievable at 341 pounds. And, Amber, I was always convinced, always convinced. Like, when I hear that, it makes me think it's not that hard, that I could have run a 40 and and I could have broken five. And, and run a 4.9. And at one point, I actually ran it, believing that was the case. And I ran a 6.25. <laughs> and that was I, 10 years ago, let alone now. When I was now. in college, I ran, uh, I, I ran 100 yards on a football field. We were on the, on the, at Ben Hill Griffin, and I went to Florida. So we were on the Gators field. And I ran against a guy who, who was a former uh, Gators player, and he ran a 4-2-40. And this was years, this was like five years later from him running a 4-2, so he was a little older. And he gave me a 40-yard, I think, head start, and he still beat me to the end zone. <laughs> so, so basically, that was like the equivalent of the flash like, down in Atlanta or the Iceman, whatever they call yeah. them, at the Braves games, where you get the massive head start, and massive. he's still going to beat you. And he's 
still beat me. I don't know. For some reason, I felt like I was cat-like, and I had this ability to just... Running fast isn't that hard. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm going to outrun everybody, and I was at 300 pounds. And still am. And it's still in my mind that I can't possibly be that slow. It was a 4.78 that he ran at 341 pounds. Big six. Oh, my God. God bless you, son. God bless you. According to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year. And if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E. E-N-Y. In just moments, we will be joined on set by our NFL insider, Jeremy Fowler, who will tell us why the Green Bay Packers have laid out what they plan to do for Aaron Rodgers and if even a trade is possible at this point. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Still no resolution, but the Packers may be laying out some of their plans. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're coming to you live via the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We head right now out to the phones and bring in Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, who joins us, giving us a straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And Jeremy, we appreciate a few minutes, and you had the report this morning that, in fact, uh, the Packers have already put together what their plans are in terms of a contract. Lay it out for us. What do we know the latest on the Aaron Rodgers situation? Well, I'm told that the Packers in recent days have submitted a new contract offer uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Um, They are ready to do a long-term deal. You know, the number of years could still be hashed out, but the idea is three to four extra years gives them salary cap flexibility and lets Rodgers put away all the questions and be the guy there and have options up until his early 40s. He's 38 right now. 
Denver Broncos are lurking. They are ready to do what's necessary, whether trade compensation or financial compensation for Aaron. And so he's got to decide what he wants to do, and he's, as my understanding, is still deciding. And so, uh, you know, this is a normal course of business for the Packers. Naturally, they want to re-sign him, so they would offer a contract. But that ball is in motion. The ball is in motion. But, Jeremy, I feel like we've been hearing that for, I don't know, like a year, but certainly for the last six weeks since Aaron Rodgers told us he was going to make a decision here quickly. It, it hasn't felt like a quick process. You said that the Packers put this deal on the table within the last few days. Why now? Why within the last few days have they approached this deal? Well, I, I, they were, they've been willing to do it for a while. It's just a matter of Aaron Rodgers' timing. And the meeting at the Combine kind of sparks new ideas. You know, it's sort of a place everybody does business. So that was, they were always sort of prepared to do that anyways. It's not like they just uh, woke up out of bed and decided, oh, we should offer Aaron a contract. It's, they've had a plan. It's just he took his time. You know, he, it's 40-plus days from when they lost in the playoffs. Not too far removed, you know, so he needed his time to kind of gather his thoughts. And I, I'm, I'm assuming they had already offered another contract earlier. Just this is the way negotiations go, I think. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL senior writer, joining us on the phone. Chris Carlin and Amber Wilson in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Jeremy, the Packers at this point, we, we heard Rodgers just talk glowingly about his relationship with Brian Gutekunst and how much it has improved yeah. over the course of the year. I have been one that's been of the opinion that maybe he's trying to get more flies with honey at this point and because last year it didn't work out. And if he does want to get out, maybe it helps him to be nicer right now. How do you read this from Roger's standpoint? (laughs) Because it has been 41 days since he said he's not going to drag it out. Yeah, well, you know who we're talking about here, Chris, right? Yep. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) probably one of the most unpredictable individuals on the NFL planet. So. I'm not about to forecast exactly how he's sorting through all this. Um, you know, they hired Tom Clemens, his old quarterbacks coach, brought him back. That's probably a good sign. And, uh, you know, like th- there are good vibes and have been ever since last year when he came back to training camp. Like, you know, they- they've been more transparent with him and have really committed to fostering that relationship between him and the front office. Uh, and they're in a good spot. And, you know, this is a guy who, since they drafted Jordan Love, two MVPs before that wasn't playing as well. This is Clearly, the spark uh, that got him going was uh, the Jordan Love pick. Whether he would ever admit that or not, maybe it has nothing to do with it. But to me, it seems to mean a lot. Um, and, so, and plus, you know, the Metal Floor offense, too, got him going. But, you know, it's, it's, the Green Bay is in, in as good of a position as they could want to be in based on the foundation they laid during the season and the financial commitment they're willing to make. So right now, they're, you know, they're kind of waiting on him because they've got to make some, a lot of other decisions with the roster. And Denver's made has made this compelling. I, I think Green Bay is a little concerned with Denver's presence right now. Um, and we'll just see what he decides. Jeremy Fowler on with Amber Wilson and Chris Carlin filling in for Greeny. So, Jeremy, you said that you assumed that there was, you know, another deal on the table probably weeks ago. And then now, of course, you are reporting that they have this new massive deal on the table in the last few days. So you said that's part of the negotiation process, which means, if I'm reading between the lines, that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers camp are negotiating, right? So isn't that a good sign for Packers fans if they want Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback? Because why would we be bothering to even negotiate deals with Green Bay if we're leaving Green Bay? Correct. That is true. Now, it, this is where the gray area happens, right? Because you're not supposed to be negotiating with other teams or a player under contract, right? 
Um, but some of those things sort of happen behind the scenes. I would be surprised if Denver, A, didn't know Roger's number, and B, somehow conveyed to a third party that they would meet that number, right? So technically Aaron Rodgers doesn't have offers in front of him, but he probably has offers in front of him, uh, more, you know, plural. So I'm guessing that's Denver and Green Bay, but nothing hard and fast there. I mean, you know, Denver's like – if somehow Green Bay got word that Denver was tampering in a, in a real way, they would probably do something about it. I also think that after I've asked around, I was told this pretty explicitly that, like, we have no plans on trading Aaron Rodgers to the point that he might have to retire if he wants traded because of all that we would ask from another team. You know, we're talking picks. We're talking players. I mean, it would, it would cripple the team trying to acquire him. So all this is in motion. Nothing has changed, but yet everything has changed at the same time. That's where I was headed next. Uh, Jeremy, it it almost seems to be a message to Aaron a little bit of you're not definitively going to get what you want if you're on the way, if you want out. But also curious as to what that crippling type package might look for or look like for a team like the Broncos. Is that three number ones and Jerry Judy? What does that look like? Well, it's certainly possible that they could go after one of their young pieces. You got Noah Fant, tight end. You got Patrick Sertain, really good cornerback. You got Jerry Judy. I mean, you know, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. I mean, you got some good players uh, that they could try to to take from from Denver's hands, plus picks. I, I, you know, that would be a tough sell. I think even Denver would have a breaking point at some capacity because their roster is talented. and They wouldn't want to lose that. Um, but yet they know they've been under 500 without a good quarterback. So it's, it's, it's a lot to weigh. It would be a significant package just because I think it would be more than it was last year. You know, last year, Rodgers was salty. Nobody really knew what was going on. He had disappeared. Well, this year it's like, okay, two MVPs, make a strong case he's number one in the quarterback pantheon right now, and he's only 38. So it's like, okay. Let's give up a whole lot more. I mean, his market would be pretty incredible right now. You know, I think it'd be two to three number one picks at a starting point. Yeah, I think Green Bay wanting a lot in return for the reigning and two in back-to-back MVPs probably shouldn't be shocking to anybody. But, Jeremy, so we're, what, nine days, I think, officially away from free agency. We're up against the deadline here to tag uh, Devontae Adams. Is there a point where Green Bay gives Aaron Rodgers a deadline, a hard and fast deadline, accept our deal or don't accept our deal? And, and if there was that point, when would you expect that to be? Well, you have Devontae Adams' franchise tag window is in about, what, 30 30- 32 hours, 30 hours, tomorrow, 4 p.m. He must be tagged by that deadline. So that's at least something artificial. Now, Aaron Rodgers isn't beholden by that, you know, but he's kind of done all this with Devontae in mind. And, you know, he wants to give the team time to sort of figure all that out to keep current players, you know, Devondre Campbell, all-pro linebacker, they'd like to keep him. So they have to really, uh, you know, budget for these things, and they'd like to know sooner than later. I mean, the hours tick it becomes harder to do certain moves, you know, because it's nine days from the new league year. So I would be shocked if something wasn't in play decided by, okay, I'll put it this way. I would be mildly shocked if by tomorrow something's not decided. I would be very shocked if nothing's decided by the new league year. So next Wednesday. All right, last one, Jeremy. And this is just more of a philosophical thing across the league as it applies to Rodgers and any other quarterbacks that may be available this offseason that teams feel are major difference makers. 
team that just won the Super Bowl had a GM that was wearing a shirt that said, blank the picks, so to speak. Let's be more aggressive. It's a copycat league. Do you anticipate more of that kind of thing happening where teams will not be as cautious with picks if they feel like they are on the cusp and that particular player, be it Rodgers or anybody else, is going to get them over the top? Well, it's certainly possible. I mean, I think we have to remember that Seattle did that very similar thing, not to that extent, um, but they don't have a first-round pick once again this year. They've given up a bunch of them. Uh, it, it hasn't worked out as well for them, you know, but they saw a window, they went after it. They're, they're just, you know, you talk to teams, there's so many different ways to build a roster and to build a winner, you know. Um, the tried-and-true draft formula still works really well. I mean, we saw it with the Colts, even though they didn't make the playoffs this year, but that's one of the better rosters in the league mostly off of draft picks, you know, and the occasional free agent uh, spending. So I, I don't know that teams will be, you know, teams won't be overreactive to that because the Rams needed a quarterback to make it work. And so not just the quarterback, but combined with Sean McVay's offensive mind, like that was a big part. It's like, okay, Stafford and McVay together. Now this is going to work. So you need that dynamic. If you don't have it, you're not just going to give up first for fun, you know? So like, it, de- it really depends on, on the, the makeup of the roster and how it blends with the coaching staff. Jeremy, appreciate the time. Thanks for popping on. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, senior NFL writer, joining us on the phone. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny today. In growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. The one overwhelmed with manual processes, errors, and lack of control of the numbers. And the one who uses NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. With visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning and budgeting, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Head to netsuite.com slash greenie for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. Netsuite.com slash greenie and listen amber i'm going to continue to go back to what he said more than a month ago on the pat mcafee show and that he is just not going to drag it out for a reminder of what that was here is aaron Rodgers back on january 25th i feel like i'm at i'm at the place relationally with the packers you know in a really good place especially with uh, with brian and the way our friendship and, and trust has has grown where it would be a simple conversation and whatever comes out of that conversation is moving forward. There's not going to be any weird, you know, standoff, uh, you know, war of silence or anything. It's, you know, Brian and I have had good conversations throughout the year. And, and when, it, you know, when it comes time to make a decision, we'll have a, we'll have a conversation and, and that'll be that. It won't be, it won't be a long drawn out process. And, I think that's what's best for me, for him, for the organization, and for all the other decisions that need to be made. Amber, it's not going to be a simple conversation if Aaron starts it by saying, I want out. Well, it's not a simple conversation for anybody, frankly, because there's so many moving pieces. Like, you ain't a free agent. You don't get to just determine where you go. There's nothing simple, frankly, about this situation. The conversation is going to be a complicated one, no matter what your decision is, because even if your decision is to stay in Green Bay, there's other moving pieces, like you just heard us discuss with Jeremy Fowler in their deadline to tag Devontae Adams tomorrow. And and the idea there being that, of course, it has everything to do with whether Aaron Rodgers is staying, whether he's leaving, what they could do there, what 
what they could get done or if they end up having to even do a tag and trade for a disgruntled Adams at some point if Adams doesn't have Rodgers under center and he gets tagged and he's upset about it. So there's a lot that could happen here for the Packers over the next two weeks uh, at the start of the league new year. I think that him saying at this point that it's not going to get dragged out Chris like that ship sailed this has been dragged out what I do think though is interesting about what Jeremy Fowler just said with us is he said they're negotiating you know if you if you boil everything down to what he just said that I thought was so significant it's that Aaron Rodgers camp and the Green Bay Packers are negotiating deals why are you negotiating deals if you're leaving Green Bay, what's the purpose of that? Sure, you would let them put a deal in front of you and consider your options, but you wouldn't go back and forth with Green Bay, which even Jeremy said he assumes is frankly what's been happening. Like this latest deal that he's reporting on is probably not the first deal that has been discussed amongst these parties. That to me is encouraging if I'm a Green Bay fan and I want Aaron Rodgers under center because... What's the purpose of these negotiations? Are you just trying to drive up the price on some other team? I mean, I don't think that's necessary, frankly, because the market's going to be whatever you want the market to be for you because you are so coveted and the Broncos are, are seemingly ready to play ball and make it work as well. I just don't understand what the point of the back and forth is. So maybe to you and I, we feel like this process has been dragged out, but maybe he's right. What he said 41 days ago and that soundbite you just played, what Aaron Rodgers said, maybe he's not having some sort of war of silence right now because maybe there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than you and I are privy to, and maybe there's actually a bunch of negotiations between him and Green Bay, and maybe Green Bay has a pretty strong sense at this point. He's negotiating with us, so he's probably coming back. Maybe so. I just don't trust him. I I just don't trust him in any way for that to be the case. I don't trust that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't send – a representative into a hotel room with one of the Packers with Brian Gutekunst and start talking about a deal and completely have the designs on going somewhere else and just using that to structure it elsewhere to see what the Packers are willing to give him and how to work that to his advantage. I don't trust him in any way because he has given us absolutely no reason to. And I have to tell you, from a Packers standpoint, if you don't get an answer by sometime later this week than rather than before when the league year starts, what are we doing at that point? Like, if you do have plans B, C, and D, which I don't know what the Packers feel like is going to happen, um, then how do we get those in action sooner rather than later if he is going to want out? I think when they say and when you hear um, – Jeremy say that it could be more likely that he would have to retire rather than get traded because the Packers are going to make it so hard for another team to get him. Uh, That's fine. At some point, that's going to come to a breaking point. I don't know if the Packers are going to let Aaron Rodgers and the unpredictability of his personality hang over them for an entire year plus, you know, I don't, I don't think they're just well, they going to let have. him sit out there. They no, have, but I they mean, have, but he like, was out there playing for him. I don't think that they're going to let it happen, and he's not doing anything for them. In other words, if he says I want to go somewhere else, yeah, if he says I want to go somewhere else, and they're saying we're not sending you somewhere else, you have to retire, and he just says, fine, I'll wait for you to trade me. And somebody's going to wait for him to trade him. I don't think the Packers are going to want that over their heads. 
No, I, I don't think anybody wants to be in this situation, including, by the way, these organizations he could go to. I mean, everybody needs a decision from him, and they need the decision to be where he's playing football. Assuming he wants to play football again, they need that decision. I'm not surprised that the asking price for the Packers would be high for a dude who just won another MVP. Like, that's not that shouldn't be, frankly, surprising to anybody. But it does feel a bit also yeah. like a negotiation tactic, them putting that out there, Chris. So the Packers could be saying mm that, hey, he needs to retire. They may not mean it. Tune into ESPN's Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. Pablo Torre does an absolutely fantastic job with it. So will it happen by tomorrow? Well, if it does, Greeny will be here to tell you all about it. He will be back on his show, Greeny, tomorrow. See you then. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.